Of all the names and titles given to Jesus, one is especially meaningful this time of year. Emmanuel, which means God with us. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah considers the monumental importance of God becoming man and how it gives hope to all mankind. With another special encouragement for the Christmas season, here's David to introduce today's message, God is with us. You know, if you study the major religions of the world, you'll soon learn that they are all built around this thought that we have to do something. We have to be some kind of person. We have to do the good things that we need to do so that we can somehow reach up to God. And then when Christmas comes and you know what the story of the Bible is, you discover that's all so wrong. We don't need to reach up to God because God has reached down to us through his son, Jesus Christ. God is with us. Emmanuel. You will call his name Emmanuel because he shall be with you. He is with us. And what a comfort that is. Uh, We don't have a God who is far away. We have a God who is near at hand, as close as your next breath in prayer. And in your heart, in the person of his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit, you can count on it. God is with you. Whatever you're going through, whatever experience you're uh, enduring right now as you get ready for Christmas, just remember this truth. God is with you. He has been, he is now, and he always will be. He is Emmanuel. Before we get into the first part of this lesson, just another reminder of our very special resource for the month of December, and also a reminder to everyone that December is a very special month for us. We we need your help during the month of December. This is an in-gathering month where we ask God to touch the hearts of people who are being blessed by this ministry and uh, Touch the string of generosity in their heart to help us do what we do around the world, around this country, through the teaching of the Word of God. If you haven't sent your year-end gift to Turning Point yet, I hope you will consider doing it. There's still a few days left for you to pull that off. But whatever you do, whatever gift you send, be sure and ask for your copy of the beautiful leather devotional called Every Day with Jesus, this beautiful blue and tan leather hand-stitched devotional is something you will treasure, not just because of the incredible package, but because of the words that are on every page, 365 days of devotionals for the new year. Ask for your copy when you send your gift today. Well, here's the good news, friends. God is with us. It was 1944 when this happened. The German city in which Dietrich Richel was living was bombed. Thousands of people were killed, and after the bombing stopped, Dietrich was lying on a bench in the railroad station that was serving like a makeshift hospital. And he was looking up through the partially destroyed roof as the fires were burning all over the city. He caught a glimpse of an inscription that was carved into one of the remaining sections that was still intact in the ceiling. And the inscription read as follows, Beyond the stars... There must live a gracious father. Lying there, looking at that inscription, he thought, I don't want such a God. I do not want a God who is beyond the stars. I need a God who's here. I need a God who's present, a God who's available, a God who knows and understands my situation. And while we understand the transcendence of God and his majesty and his greatness, 
A God who does not reveal himself to us is unknowable and ultimately unlovable. And we don't want such a God. Let's be honest. If the only God we have is beyond the stars, up there somewhere, where we cannot ever reach or know, he is of no value to us whatsoever. We do not want a God who only dwells beyond the stars. We want a God who dwells with us and who understands what it is like to live as we live here on this earth, especially at times like this. We want someone who understands our pain and our suffering. We want a God who is near, and that is what we have in Jesus Christ. That is the wonderful message of Christmas, that God has come into the midst of our suffering to help us face the challenges of life. And the Christmas name for our Lord that reminds us of this wonderful truth is Emmanuel. Say that with me, Emmanuel. And God has written his name only three times in the scripture. Once in Isaiah seven fourteen, where we read, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. You should call his name Emmanuel. You will also find that name in Isaiah chapter eight and verse eight. And Matthew one twenty three records a quotation from Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. In Matthew's account, the name Emmanuel is given by the angel who is announcing the birth to Joseph. And as you probably noticed, the angel was quoting the prophet Isaiah from the Old Testament. The prophecy by Isaiah is quite interesting. It's intriguing in many ways, and it really requires a great deal more study than we can give to it this morning. But that prophecy by Isaiah was given when the southern kingdom of Judah was in a lot of danger. The kings of Syria and Israel had joined forces against Judah, and they were threatening to destroy Jerusalem. At that time, the king of Judah was a man by the name of Ahaz. And on one occasion, Ahaz went out to secure the safety of the city's water supply, and he was met there unexpectedly by Isaiah the prophet. And Isaiah assured the king that he didn't need to worry about Syria or Israel, but Ahaz didn't believe him. And so the Lord told the king to ask him for a sign, but the king refused. Isaiah seven twelve, Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. And Isaiah responded to the king, saying, Is it a small thing for you to weary men, but you will also weary my God? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, there's a lot of history that should be inserted right here, and we don't have time to go into all of that. But let me just remind you that the name for Jesus, Emmanuel, was given to a king at a time when he was afraid for his life and for the life of his people. Have you ever thought deeply about what it means when the Bible says God is with us? There are so many thoughts wrapped up in that idea. It would be impossible to talk about them all in one sermon. It's an idea that only God could have originated And it's a truth that he could only bring forward himself. One of the men that I have so admired as a pastor from when I was a young pastor to being an older pastor is in heaven now. His name is W. Criswell, and he was the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas for many years, a great student of the Word of God. Here's what he wrote about Emmanuel. 
God is with us. He shares our labors. He knows the dull, drab drudgery of life's common tasks, the heavy misery of back-breaking work. He shares our trials. He shares our limitations. He was poor once with no place to put his head. He was hungry, grateful to the converted women who ministered to him of their substance. He was thirsty, begging water from the Samaritan woman. He was weary and exhausted, and he bore our sorrows and our heartaches. For instance, if there was a death in a home, it brought tears to his eyes. Jesus wept. When he looked upon the cripple, the leper, the blind, the helpless, his heart was moved to compassion. Anybody could approach the Lord Jesus and be welcome, whether they were poor or weak or sinners. God is with us in all love and infinite blessing. God knows what we're going through, and God is with us. It's wonderful to think of that. But perhaps you're thinking, well, that was a great Bible truth. I'm sure the people back in the Bible days really enjoyed that. But does that work for us? The last thing Jesus said before he went back to heaven after his sojourn on this earth was this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So Emmanuel's not just a Bible truth. It's a truth for today. It's a truth until Jesus comes back. He is with us always. Let us not forget that Emmanuel is an eternal presence. He's with you. He's with me. I love this name probably more than anything else because I have needed to know this so many times in my life. How many times have you felt yourself in this position? God, I don't know what to do. I just really don't know what to do, and I'm at the end of myself. And I've prayed that prayer over and over again. I might look like a really confident dude, but I want to tell you something. There's a lot of times in my life I don't know what to do except to cry out to God. And when you cry out to God, it is so incredibly important to know He is here. He hears us. He knows. Not only does He answer our prayer, He knows what to do about our requests. So God is with us is a really important truth. And I'd like to take just a few minutes today in this Christmas talk and give you four or five reasons why we should really embrace this truth, especially now. And here's the first one. We need to know that God is with us in our service. You know, serving the Lord is the most wonderful thing you can do. Apart from becoming a Christian, to be called to serve the Lord in some special way is the greatest thing you can ever know. But sometimes even in the serving of the Lord, whether it's in a class or whatever you do, however God uses you, it can become wearisome as well. People have served and served and served, and sometimes your body is just weary. And you look up and you're doing all of this, and you have all your lists for Christmas, and it hasn't been touched. You've got all this stuff to do, and you're just tired. And I want to remind you that God has specifically, throughout the Old and the New Testament, given his promises uniquely and wonderfully and purposefully to people who are involved in serving him. Let's just take, for instance, Moses. Moses had that incredible experience with the burning bush. And God called him and said, Moses, I want you to go and talk to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. And Moses said to the Lord, oh, my Lord, I'm not eloquent. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I'm slow of speech and I'm slow of tongue. Now, that might have been a reason, but it was probably an excuse. And listen to what God said to Moses. He said, So the Lord said to him, 
Who has made man's mouth? That's a good start. Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, Moses. I love this. And I will be with your mouth. But God said to Moses, you don't have to worry about what I've called you to do because I'm going to be with you, not just with you personally. You're worried about what you're going to say? I'll be with your mouth. And then, of course, there was Joshua. He was Moses' successor. Joshua was given this incredible assignment to go in and settle the promised land for God's people, and obviously it was afraid. The Canaanites were very vicious people, cruel people. And God said to Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How many of you know how important it is to know that God is with you? And then there's Jeremiah, one of the great, great personalities of the Bible. Maybe my most favorite personality of the Bible, Jeremiah. I can't understand why. (laughs) The weeping prophet, he's called. One day God called to Jeremiah and told him he was going to give him a role as a prophet. He was to go to speak to his people. And he said, Jeremiah, before you leave, let me tell you how it's going to turn out. Nobody's going to listen to you, and nobody's going to do what you say. Well, I mean, what an assignment. I think if God had called this Jeremiah like he called that Jeremiah, I probably wouldn't be here today. I mean, who wants to do that? But then God said to Jeremiah, do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. I'm just trying to make the point today, men and women, that when we go to serve the Lord, whatever it may be, in some formal position or some informal everyday situation, we're all servants of the Lord. When we serve the Lord, God has promised that he goes with us. We don't have to do this by ourselves. And frankly, if you try to pull this off on your own, you're going to be very tired, discouraged, and frustrated. But when you have God as your partner and you go together and God is with you, it is a wonderful thing. In late January of 1956, Dr. Martin Luther King received a threatening phone call at his house. He was in the midst of all of the battles that he was fighting for the freedom of his people. It was not the first bad message he'd received. But on this night, as his children and his wife lay sleeping, the weight of the civil rights movement was too heavy. He decided that the risk was too great, and he began to map out an exit strategy. At midnight, he bowed his head over the kitchen table, and according to him, this is what he said, God, I'm afraid. The people are looking to me for leadership, and if I stand before them without strength and courage, they will fail. I'm at the end of my powers. I have nothing left. I've come to the point where I cannot face it alone. Martin Luther King Jr. said, in a moment that he can never forget. I experienced the presence of God in my life. It seemed as though I could hear the quiet assurance of the inner voice saying this, Martin, stand up for righteousness, stand up for truth, and God will be at your side forever. And I wonder if that's not a message we should know in our day today. But so much is going wrong, so much is south, so much is beneath the surface, and we all know in our hearts there's something just not right. And the God of Martin Luther King says to us, stand up for righteousness, stand up for truth, and God will be with you forever. God is with us when we serve him. And secondly, 
God is also with us in our struggles. We have at least two things that bind us together as Christians. Let me tell you what they are. First of all, we're all in the body of Christ. You may not like it. You may not think you should be in the same family with somebody. But if you're a Christian, if you know Jesus Christ, you're a part of God's forever family. We all have that in common. But here's the other thing we have in common. We all have problems. There's no such thing as getting from the cradle to the grave or from the cross to the grave without problems. The Bible doesn't tell us if you become a Christian, all your problems will go away. Most of us discovered when we became Christians, we got some problems we didn't have before. We got some new problems. Everybody has problems, but in the group of people who have problems, there are two kinds of people. People who admit they have problems and people who don't. And if you don't admit you have problems, you got a problem. We had a chapel here, and we now bring in some of the great communicators from all over the country. We had Sheila Walsh, and we had John Gordon. And John Gordon is a new friend of mine, incredible communicators, written some wonderful business books. Recently, I don't know how long ago this was, he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ listening to the sermons of a preacher up in California that I know. We had just a wonderful time, but I've never seen a chapel begin the way he started this chapel. And it kind of freaked me out, if you want to know the truth. I introduced him, and he said a couple of things. He said, before we start chapel, that I want to ask, is there anybody here that's discouraged? Stand up. I thought, oh, my goodness, he doesn't know kids. He's going to bomb this thing out. But to my surprise, a bunch of kids stood up. I mean, 500, 600 kids in chapel, a bunch of kids who were discouraged, and they stood up. How many of you are afraid and fearful because of what's going on right now with COVID? Stand up, and a whole bunch more stood up. How many of you struggle with whether your life is meaningful or not? Stand up. By the time he got done with his list, almost everybody was standing. I was sitting in the front. I thought, I should stand up. I want to tell you, from the time he did that, he had those kids in the palm of his hands, and he told them what the Scripture had to say about what you do when you have problems. Friends, if you don't admit your struggles, you don't have any way of getting help. God isn't going to swoop in and save you from your problems until you come and acknowledge that you have them. And the Bible says that he is always here for us when we're going through stuff. Here's what it says in Hebrews 13. He himself has said, Jesus has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what can man do to me. Or Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And if you don't know this one, write this down in your notebook. Here it is. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's who God is. That's what God does. He has come to help us in our struggles. Sometimes when we're going through stuff, we think God has left us. And we only think that because we're hurting so much. We don't know how to look around and find him. But I promise you, he's there. He's there with you in the midst of all of this. And when you don't know what to do, you know who you talk to. You know that God is there. He is with us in our service. He is with us in our struggles. He's with us in our sorrow. But you know, when you have God with you, 
it doesn't make the sorrow go away. I mean, a lot of people think if you become a Christian, your problems are reduced. And I've already said that isn't true. When you become a Christian, you don't lose your sorrow. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says you sorrow not as others who have no hope. If you have a Christian sorrow, it's not despair. It's sadness. I mean, who isn't sad when you no longer have the opportunity to interact with somebody that you love, someone in your family, a grandparent, a parent, a child goes to heaven unexpectedly or in due time, and sorrow comes. But God is with us in our sorrow. He draws near to those who are hurting. That's what the Bible says. Especially when you're hurting, God draws near to you. Isaiah says it this way, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. When Jesus went back to heaven, the last thing he said to his disciples, I know you're upset and you don't know what's going to come next, but here's what I want to tell you. When I go back to heaven, I'm going to send somebody in my place. He called him another comforter. Jesus was the first comforter, and he's going to send him another comforter. So when Jesus went back to heaven, he dispatched 40 days later the Holy Spirit into this world. And the Holy Spirit came to be with us. The Holy Spirit now is God with us. And the Holy Spirit is, in many respects, better than if Jesus had remained on this earth. Let me tell you why. If you study the life of Jesus when he was on this earth, he helped people because they came to him. Jesus was localized. He lived out his whole ministry in a very small country the size of Vermont, would you believe? He never went outside the borders. So if you needed Jesus to help you, you had to go where Jesus was. And that limited his ability to help everyone. So when he went back to heaven, he put in plan B, the second part of this, and he sent his Holy Spirit. And guess what? The Holy Spirit lives within every person who has put their trust in Jesus Christ. When you ask Christ to come and live within your heart, he comes to live within your heart, and the Spirit of Jesus comes to live within you as well. So the Holy Spirit fills everyone. So Jesus isn't in Palestine. Jesus isn't in Israel. Jesus is in you. He's in you and you. He's in your heart. He's with you. So when you go through these issues, you don't have to go somewhere to get help. The someone who gives you help is within you himself. He is with you. He is the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, when you're feeling alone, you're not. If you're a Christian, you are never alone. And that's why Christians say this to me. When I was going through that, Pastor, I never felt the presence of God like I did during that time. When everyone else is gone, God draws near and makes his presence known. And that is the wonderful truth of Emmanuel. Amen. Hey, we have a lot more about that tomorrow. So don't miss tomorrow as we continue our discussion of God is with us. On Thursday of this week, we're going to talk about the hopes and fears of Christmas. On Friday, a different kind of Christmas. All of these programs geared to help you celebrate the real meaning of the season. By the way, friends, I hope you're having a great Christmas season. You know, last year was kind of a bleak one because we couldn't really do very much. It's not totally all the way back yet, but we're so much 
so much better this year than we were last year, and I can just sense the joy is is double this year because we now know what we missed, what we missed when we couldn't celebrate Christmas. So uh, from all of us here to all of you there, please, please celebrate Christmas. Don't leave anything undone that you want to do for Christmas because this is such a blessed time of the year. And whatever you do, don't forget to ask for your copy of Every Day with Jesus, the new leather devotional from Turning Point for the new year. The sooner you ask for it, the sooner we can get it to you. I think you'll love it. I know you'll read many things in this next year, and that devotional, that will be a blessing to your heart. And somehow, I don't know how he does it, but God knows just what we need for every day. And sometime this year, you'll discover that as you read Every Day with Jesus. Yours for a gift of any size today. For more information on Dr. Jeremiah's series of special messages for Christmas, please visit our website where you'll also find two free ways to help you stay connected, our monthly magazine, Turning Points, and our daily email devotional. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. Or call us at 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of David's new 365-day devotional for 2022, Every Day with Jesus. It's filled with daily encouragement for 2022, and it's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also purchase the Jeremiah Study Bible in the English Standard, New International, and New King James versions with helpful notes and articles from decades of study by Dr. Jeremiah. Get all the details when you visit our website, davidjeremiah.org radio. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue our special messages for Christmas on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. Introducing Dr. David Jeremiah's new 365-day devotional, Every Day with Jesus. Inside this beautiful leather-soft volume, you'll find 365 daily inspirational readings from Dr. David Jeremiah, paired with selected scripture to challenge and encourage you in your walk with God. Every Day with Jesus is yours this month in appreciation for your gift of any amount in support of this program. And when you give a generous year-end gift of $120 or more, Dr. David Jeremiah will thank you with four copies of Every Day with Jesus, one to keep and three to share with others. Let this daily devotional inspire you in the coming year to live every single day with Jesus, for Jesus, and like Jesus. Request yours at davidjeremiah.ca today. That's davidjeremiah.ca. And thanks to a generous giving challenge through the end of the month, all gifts to the ministry are effectively doubled up to $200,000. Back again this year, the Home for Christmas channel from David Jeremiah and Turning Point Ministries. Fill your season with all your favorite holiday traditions, music, carols, laughter, scripture, pageants, inspirational Bible teaching, and more. Start streaming your Christmas favorites and discover new ones completely free. And enjoy the Home for Christmas channel at home, in the car, or anywhere you need a little Christmas. Visit turningpoint.tv to start streaming today. That's turningpoint.tv. When Mary found she was pregnant with Jesus, she immediately wanted to tell her older relative Elizabeth, who was also pregnant, in her advanced years, with the baby who would become John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. 
When Mary and Elizabeth met, Elizabeth rejoiced that Mary was bearing the child whom her own son would one day serve. Was there even a suggestion of envy in Elizabeth's heart that her son would be the servant of Mary's son? None at all. Elizabeth rejoiced not only in God's blessing on her life, but on Mary's life as well. Christmas means rejoicing with those who rejoice. And this is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's reasons to rejoice with others on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today.